From State Street and the First Midwest Bank Studio, this is WMVP Chicago, ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow on Twitter at TweetJHood. What's up and welcome in. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is the telephone number. Sean Davis on the other side of the glass. You good? Real good. Coming off that 5 for 5 once again, fire, TBS, follow us, man. ESPN yeah. MLB show. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, we are really having fun with the uh, with the baseball show because baseball season is right around the corner. So talking to Cubs and Sox around Major League Baseball, just the show gets me ready for the season that's supposed to start. So we're having a fun time with that. Remember, we started six o'clock with the baseball show, and here we are now with Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN One Thousand. So, do you know what I was doing? Honestly. No, not honestly. I'll I'll tell you honestly what I was doing ten years ago today. Ten years ago today, I was hosting a show. We had, um, of course, I've hosted a lot of shows on the station, a lot of them over the years. And the show that I was hosting was a show called LeBron James Tonight. And it was really the chase to find out about LeBron James free agency. It's a special show weeknights every night as we'd be Carmen and I, or me and someone else. And we would try to figure out what LeBron James was thinking in the summer of 2010. Would he stay with the Cavaliers? Would he go to Los Angeles? Would he go to the Knicks, which we come to find out actually was on the table at one point. Would he come to the bulls? Big question marks about what would happen if if LeBron James decided to take his talent someplace. And so we got to the point all summer where we're hosting these shows every night, LeBron James tonight. And I was working with Stephen Bardo, Stephen Bardo, um, great fine line. great doing great things for FS one right now as a college basketball analyst, but we did the show together and Bardo and I that night of July 8th, 2010, we were waiting for the official announcement from LeBron James. There he was in Connecticut. There he was at the Boys and Girls Club. He gave a lot of money to the Boys and Girls Club because he's one of these cats that's a lot of different than a lot of people around sports where he's building schools, he's giving money to causes that he's concerned with. So LeBron's been that guy pretty much ever since he came into the league. So there he is with Jim Gray. Jim Gray is easy to be able to talk to because Jim Gray is, uh, you know, he's asking LeBron James all these questions, trying to stretch out this big moment, the decision show. You don't get decision shows usually in sports unless it's a high school kid moving the caps around on the table. And like the old shell game, right? The, the kids from high school moving the college caps around. Is it Alabama? Is it Georgia? Is it Mississippi? Is it USC? Is it, you know, is it Montana? <laughs> is it Arizona? Where will I go? And like they pick up a cap, they drop the cap, and they pick up something else. So we don't usually see decision shows usually 
except for high school kids. But this is what LeBron wanted to do. LeBron has a decision show because everyone was wondering what the best player in the NBA was going to do. Bulls fans during that time 10 years ago were on pins and needles because, you know, LeBron James loved Michael Jordan. The late Kobe Bryant loved Michael Jordan, of course. Following in the footsteps of Michael Jordan, looking at that Bulls team at the time, imagine LeBron James in a Bulls uniform. Knicks fans thought, boy, if he just came to the New York Knicks, what would happen, right? You see the Knicks have been a tire fire for several decades here. They've been pretty bad, but poorly run, not great players. Uh, Not a perennial playoff team. And the Bulls could have used that jolt of having someone like LeBron James on this team. And the Lakers also were thinking about it. Dallas, there's a number of teams. But it was the summer of LeBron. So we the show was called LeBron James Tonight. And it was a five-hour show that Bardo and I did from 7 to midnight. I'll never forget it. And we brought up the audio of Jim Gray stretching out the interview saying, LeBron, have you always bit your nails? Uh, You feel nervous? All these questions. As if Jim Gray knew exactly where LeBron was going. But he just tried to stretch out the drama, stretch it out, and finally, Jim Gray asked the question, so what are you going to do with your free agency? And LeBron James said, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Oh my. Taking my talents to South Beach to play with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and the Miami Heat. Oh, how could this be? How could this be? LeBron James going to Miami. You're talking about three all-stars in their prime, including the rising face of the NBA and a no state income tax, warm weather market and an ownership group that was decorated from the front office with Pat Riley, Mr. Cool, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster as the head coach. He was 25 at the time. And there was a pep rally for Chicago's own Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James. It was a pep rally. And they said, man, we're going to win championships. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Not seven. We're going to win championships. And so today marks the 10th anniversary of the Decision Show. And here's the thing. Before the decision came down, we had, this is just his history for you. Before LeBron made his decision, Bardo and I had Stephen A. Smith on the show. And Stephen A. Smith didn't even work for ESPN at the time. Stephen A. Smith worked for Fox Sports Radio. And we got him up and we called him and we asked him before the decision was made by LeBron, what are your sources telling you about LeBron? And Stephen A. told Bardo and I, uh, I'm reporting as fact that LeBron James is going to Miami. I don't remember if he put that on Twitter. I know he was saying that on Fox and we got him on the show and he said that LeBron James is going to Miami. It was a head scratcher. Like really? Stephen A. Sources says he's going to Miami. And guess what? Just like many stories that he's broken in his career. He was right about this one. What even working for ESPN it was at Fox doing radio for Fox sports and said that LeBron James is going to Miami. He changed zip code from Cleveland to Miami just like that. But let me just tell you how some fans are. Right? Maybe not you, but how some fans are. So here's the guy that's exercising his free agency that says, I'm giving all my years to Cleveland and I'm going to go someplace else and I'm going to be with other talented players. 
I'm going to be a Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and I got a feeling we're going to win championships. Think about between the ages of 19 and 25, he gave his all to Cleveland. It's this the team that he grew up with living in Akron, and it, I'm sure it was a dream come true to play in the state of Ohio. But there was no championships there. There was a lot of personal accolades. There was, I mean, we saw how great LeBron James was in high school, going into the pros. But there he is at age 25, making that decision to make that jump to play for the Miami Heat. And it didn't start off great. It started off a little clunky. Remember, Dirk Nowitzki won his only championship because Miami wasn't sure exactly what they were doing offensively. They had stars, but it looked clunky. But there was two championships out of the four years LeBron had with Miami. And so, in a lot of ways, mission accomplished. It's one thing to go out there with bravado and just be like, ah, we're going to win championships, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. But the thing is, is that that got people's attention. It got Miami sports fans' attention. Miami is kind of a transient city in which, you know, there are some diehards, but there are no, like, diehard Heat fans in abundance. But it was then because they were an attraction everyone was watching because they wanted to see how many championships could be won. And LeBron James' decision. But here's where I want to get to, and that is the decision soured some fans on LeBron James. The man exercises his free agency, decides he wants to go someplace else. How, how dare he leave Cleveland? How dare he leave Cleveland? How could he do that? His hometown, how could he do that? That just shows you the ignorance of some people. He's supposed to stay in one city like Reggie Miller and never win a championship. He's supposed to be in one city, one, one team that didn't have the commitment to winning. They did not give him the star power. It was hard for him to win that championship with Eric Snow. It was Elgowskis, okay? Hard for him to be able to win with guys like that. Even Michael Jordan had to be able to have a lot of talent around him to win a championship. He was already talented, but others had to be able to fall in line right behind him. And so LeBron decides he wants to leave and give himself an increased opportunity to win a championship. How dare he leave? And then the decision is so such poor taste. Why? Because at that moment, when we were taking phone calls after LeBron did not go to the Bulls, Bulls fans were pissed. We talked about this on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. They were pissed. Now they were mad because LeBron didn't choose the Bulls. How dare he do this? He spurned a lot of good teams and went to Miami that didn't have a real basketball culture. Wade's part of that basketball culture. I mean, it's Wade, Wade County. But as far as the Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, Pistons to an extent, Houston Rockets, those t- teams have won multiple championships. He didn't have that. He didn't have that. They had, they had Dwayne Wade, but they didn't have that same culture that we have had here in the Jordan era. Magic and Bird and Isaiah and all these other places where you've seen multiple championships. How dare he make that decision? And people got mad. And they were jealous because LeBron did not choose them. He chose what was best for himself. And LeBron James, 
is the linchpin for all this other free agency out there. Sure, free agency happened before LeBron James, but as far as players making their own decision, that's the thing that stands out the most. Here's what's funny, though. Here's how sports and sports fans are funny. All of this vitriol against LeBron James. Follow up the phone lines now at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, and said, your thoughts on LeBron James 10 years ago and the decision. Some of you would just be so, just still shaking about 10 years ago. How dare he make that decision? When we are seeing players across the NBA do this on a regular basis, Paul George in the Cloak of Darkness just recently told Russell Westbrook, nah, the whole Oklahoma City thing, I'm good. I'm going to the Clippers. <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute. But where was the anger there for Paul George? There was no anger for Paul George. You know why? Because fans are fickle and they look for some stuff to bitch about. That's why. You would think that the whole world would be on Paul George after Russell Westbrook told everybody, no, don't worry about Paul. He's going to be with me because we're best friends from L.A. And Paul was like, nah, I'm leaving. How about Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant also making his decision in free agency, wanting to exercise his free agency because the operative word is free when it comes to free agency. All those years at Oklahoma City, feeling like there was a ceiling on the success with Russell Westbrook and says, yeah, I'm going to go to Golden State. That's easy. That's just too easy. Because winning a championship is easy, right? He went to a talented team because he wanted to win championships. And he knew he wasn't going to win one with Russ. We saw this in real time. But I, I think it's, it's curious that in the NBA, when NBA players decide they want to be free and go to their free agency, that they're the ones that are wrong. Major League Baseball and the NFL and all these other sports, there are players decide they want to be able to get up and go someplace else, and it's okay. But when LeBron James does it, and then, of course, the question marks about LeBron James as a player. What kind of player LeBron James is? I'm going to get into that coming up. and Because what I'm going to do here is hold up a mirror to you, the sports fan, regarding LeBron James. Ten years ago tonight, Stephen Bardo and I did a show for LeBron James called LeBron James Tonight. And LeBron didn't choose the Bulls. He chose the Miami Heat. Ten years later, how do you feel? Hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, tweet J Hood. Phone lines open, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Summer of football comes your way, 8 o'clock, as you're listening to UTH. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Hi, everybody. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Stream ESPN 1000 easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Talk to Bears rookie Jalen Johnson coming up for Summer of Football at 8 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 under the hood. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, tweet Hood. Talking about the 10th anniversary of LeBron James' decision. I, I just I just find it fascinating. I, I find it interesting how people look at LeBron James because people need something to bitch about. People need something to complain about. 
And I'll hold up a mirror to those that have an issue with LeBron James' decision by saying um, that when you question his game. Now, here's the thing. The, the greatest that we've ever seen play basketball can always be questioned, right? You wonder about a shot. You wonder about a certain series of games. You talk about the playoffs. Really, when we talk about the NBA, we always think about memories, good and bad, for some players. And there was good and bad memories for Michael Jordan and his six titles. Um, is if you didn't were not around that era, you could watch the documentary and find that out. Some of the best have had a hard time. The logo of the league failed a lot in Jerry West. He failed a lot. But yet he was the logo of the, the league because he was a Hall of Famer. He was a great player. But with LeBron James, I've always said this, and I will still stand by it, that there is this feeling where some NBA fans needed to have another Jordan in the league. And I think that for some, LeBron fell short of that in that, how come he won't take the last shot? Or how come he plays like this? And how come he doesn't average 35 points a game? Pretty much saying, how come he's not Michael Jordan? And I always thought, LeBron James is LeBron James. And whether you like it or not, the numbers speak for themselves. He doesn't, didn't have to be uh, Michael Jordan. Didn't have to be Magic Johnson. He's just his own player. And here he is at age 35 trying to win another championship with the, with the Lakers team. And someone, by the way, that is someone that I can look at and say, boy, LeBron James has actually done more off the court than Jordan ever did. That says a lot for him. On the court, the, the accomplishments are fine. I mean, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer if he stopped playing today. But just the person, the family man, the person who builds a school, the person that gives back, the person that has his own production company, he does all those things. A clean record based on everything that we've seen. Just like Jordan, clean record, everything that we've seen. But yet, he still falls short in some people's eyes. And what I would say is this, is that I'm just looking at greatness when I watch LeBron James play, when he's gone, it'll the uh, mantle, the torch will be passed to someone else. But it just—I just remember those that ten years ago, and people just being so busy, just like I can't believe. Like if he played for your team, you'd be fine with it. But he chose Miami. LeBron James tonight, <laughs> and then he goes back to Cleveland because the the owner there and the Cleveland Cavaliers were on bended knee saying, "Please come back." LeBron comes back, wins a championship for Cleveland, and then jets out, goes to Los Angeles. No one said a word. That also was part of free agency. I just think that, that people are just trying to find someone to beat on, and they did with LeBron James. Every athlete that we cover is not perfect. But when we talk about someone who's done stuff off the floor and also someone who's given us a lot of highlights on the floor, he's, he's it. He is the face of the NBA. But you, you don't fault him for what he does on the floor because he's not Michael Jordan, right? Because he, he may not be Magic Johnson to you. He may not be the greatest player. This is this era. This is not the Jordan era. This is this era. The Bulls don't have anyone even close to LeBron James. And we saw LeBron James up close and personal with the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers were the hammer and the Bulls were the nail. LeBron stopped the Bulls from getting to, uh, to where they really want to be as Derrick Rose is trying to get through Joe Kim Noah, Thibodeau, Luol Dang, those players are trying to get through, but LeBron stopped them. You know what? Because he's great. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Ten years later, here we are with the decision.
John and Schomburg with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Hello, John. Hey, Jay Hood. How you doing, man? What's going on, John? Hey, so I remember that vividly. And uh, look, I'm a I'm a diehard Bulls fan, good or bad. I could care less if he came to Chicago. I really didn't want him here. And if he did come, I wouldn't have bought a jersey. That's just my personal opinion. I haven't liked it since high school. Because... I didn't mind the decision. What I didn't like was the whole special where you could have taken just two seconds to say, I'm going to Miami. That's the only thing I didn't like. And it really destroyed Cleveland fans, in a sense, for years after that. Outside of that, you have the freedom to go to whatever team you'd like to. Absolutely, I agree. It was just the way it was done. And he even came out later and said he regretted doing it that way. And that's the one thing I really didn't like. And I thought it kind of did tarnish his legacy in a lot of fans' eyes. All right, John, I appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN. Gave us content. <laughs> I didn't care about it one way or the other. I'm glad I'm glad at the same time that he did his decision show uh, that he was able to give back to that same Boys and Girls Club. That's also always overlooked. Why would he have a TV special? You're going to find out one way or the other. Stephen A. knew the story before everyone else did. Yeah, I'm going to Miami, and here's some money for the Boys and Girls Club. Well, that's not as dramatic. <laughs> I guess the reason why that some didn't like the specials because, well, you know, that just uh, it puts too too many fan bases on pins and needles. Did they destroy Cleveland? It should have. It should have, because LeBron gave his heart and soul to Cleveland, and they cannot win a championship. It's not LeBron's fault. Look at his teams around LeBron during that time, and so it's he's a free agent, and he went on, and then Cleveland went. Uh, underneath and so but that's that's what happens but once again other free agents have done this but not with the same vitriol on the other side lebron james should not be polarizing but because we're in the social media era this is why he's polarizing just because you need someone right no matter all the stuff that he does on and off the floor he's still going to be polarizing just because you need somebody Zach is in Austin with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 on Under the Hood. Hey, Zach. What's up, Jay Hood? Hey, I think that when you when you look at different around different sports, you can look at the Yankees organization and, and look at all the superstars that decide to team up on that one organization to bring championships. I think that, as you said, you know, with with LeBron giving the the boys and girls club millions of dollars because of that publication that day you know i'm a chicago fan and i didn't like you know i didn't like that he was in our conference and stopped all those good bulls teams from from advancing but you know you got to play us to beat the best and we should know that as chicago fans having michael jordan on our team is just we don't have a good ownership group to that could lure michael uh lure lebron james and so, yeah, there's. Mm, Zach's breaking up, but I, I got the I got the gist of what you're saying, Zach, and I appreciate your phone call. You're breaking up a little bit. We tried, but I know what you're saying. Um, from the Bulls ownership group, you are right. Um, and, and Nick Friedel knows this too because he was covering the Bulls during that time and many others about the uh, what the Bulls brought to the table as far as the uh, presentation. I just remember. <laughs> I remember Nick just calling in with these reports of Dwayne Wade and, um, you know, LeBron James and trying to figure out what, what the Bulls presentation was. It wasn't like Benny the Bull at the, uh, you know, at the airport to uh, meet Tracy McGrady, because that was a thing. The Lovables and also uh, 
Benny the Bull at the airport to greet Tracy McGrady during his free agency. Like, as corny as that was, that's actually that, that was a thing in Bull's history. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, the Knicks also, if you listen to Bill Simmons in his podcast, he was just recently talking about how the Knicks were uh, trying to get LeBron James during that same time in free agency, and they just they just bungled it. I mean, Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, even though they haven't won a championship since 1973, they could have been able to show what LeBron could bring to the Knicks, and they bungled it too. Donnie Walsh should have a wheelchair and just like scrambling around, and Jim Dolan, just bad. But Miami... Because of Pat Riley, you know, throwing the rings on the table and saying, hey, do you want to play with us? Yes or no? Also, uh, one other side note about that we come to find out is that, you know, there was a time where LeBron James was like, hey, you know, asking Pat Riley, do you ever get the itch to come back to coach? As if it was kind of like, well, maybe Eric Spolster is not the guy. And Pat was like, no, this is this is the head coach you got to deal with. That is interesting. A footnote in the uh, career for LeBron James, too is that the type of coaches that LeBron's had to deal with. Like, they have not been Hall of Fame coaches. They've been decent coaches, but not great coaches. Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Just uh, 10 years ago tonight, it, it was, we would have been a half hour into the LeBron James Tonight special, me and Stephen Bardo, waiting for LeBron's decision, calling Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. said, I'm reporting as fact that for sure, LeBron's going to Miami. You're like, okay. All right, Steve, thanks. And then come to find out it's true. And what a night. And what a summer 10 years ago. Just get some of the other summers the Bulls have to deal with. Like the Carmelo Anthony summer. Is Carmelo coming to the Bulls? Either you take the money or go back home with family and surroundings you're familiar with. And he took the familiar surroundings over the money. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Mike is in LaSalle. With Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Hi, Mike. Mike from Rochelle? Yes, Mike. How are you? Oh, hey, good, good. Happy to be under the hood with Jonathan Hood. I'm glad you're popping the hood, no pun intended. Uh, on this whole situation, that's, 10 you know, years Mike, that's, ago. Hey, Mike, that's really bad. Ah, <laughs> I know. I don't have any kids, and I'm telling dad jokes. But <laughs> that tells you. Tell you how far I'm gonna get, but um, you got, you got me. <laughs> I just graduated college, and I was uh, I was at a bowling alley, and I watched that all go down. Now, while I wasn't happy that he didn't come to the Bulls, and I think your last caller, Zach, had mentioned that uh, that was his name. I apologize, but he mentioned, look, how much money did he raise for other people? It wasn't like he just stuck it in his pocket, you know. And then they had a, and then they had a pep rally. I feel like a lot of the folks that call in are old high school football players who, who never made anything out of high school. They had those pep rallies, and now they miss it. You know, so now they want to hate on LeBron because they didn't get the prom queen. And, and that's how it was back then, 10 years ago, and, and nobody saw what he actually did. And then he comes back to Cleveland, and how did he improve that community? He won a championship, but the man's done – he's more – there's more to LeBron James than just the superstar basketball player. Obviously, I know that's the, what everybody sees, but mm-hmm. you open your eyes and see what he actually provides to people. It's really a whole new world. Mike, I'm glad you checked in. I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, you think about the school that he built, the I Promise school that he built uh, in his hometown. Like, who's doing that? You're building a school, uh, trying to provide education. That's, that's big. It, it's more than just... 
I'm going to throw money to, to this cause, that cause, this cause, and I'll get the money back because it's a tax write-off because I'm a business. It's more than that. It is, um, it, he is someone that is decided to do a lot with his voice than most athletes. You know, when you're wearing an I Can't Breathe t-shirt, when you're talking about social issues, when you're doing that, uh, that's far beyond what Jordan could do or did when he played, uh, when we're comparing the two. And, and the reason why I'm comparing the two in that way is because during that time for Michael Jordan, uh, you could not be able to speak out on social issues. The whole thing, and you can see, go back to the Last Dance documentary about Republicans buy shoes too, and just try. What ultimately, I, I took it as well. He wants to be right down the middle because he wants to have that inflow of revenue from everybody under the tent. If he is non political and he just stays out of situations, then he's able to please everybody, and that's the way to go. You don't want to be blackballed like uh, Craig Hodges or Mahmoud Abdul Rauf during that time because of your how you looked at things. Um, many in that era wished that Michael would say something, but now in retirement away from uh, playing in the NBA as an owner for Charlotte, now you see Jordan being a lot more open and willing to be able to talk on the record about issues of social justice. Not political, but social issues. Uh, but you see LeBron James. LeBron James is like the Pied Piper in a lot of ways and leading players into being feeling comfortable about their own brand, their free agency, um, and also speaking out on social issues and bringing people under the tent. That dude also is tampering every time it seems like he opens his mouth after basketball games. You've seen this, right? Oh, I like to play with Giannis. I like to play with this guy. This guy is almost like he's tempting the NBA to, to find him. But also, there's the open relationship that's different than years past where LeBron's like, yeah, I want to play with talented players. It, Davis, do I have this right if I say this? It, it's, it, I, it's almost like LeBron is similar to what you get on the AAU circuit. I'm just trying to formulate it like AAU players want to play with other talented players. And this is where like Giannis is not from this country. And he, it seems like he will never be that guy, but I see LeBron James is almost in the AAU way where it's like, you know what? It's, it's one thing for me to play, but I want to play with talented players because it increases my chances and our chances to win a championship. Well, we look at basketball players and we always look at athletes and say, man, it's a business and we expect them to treat it like a business. LeBron is the perfect representative of just what basketball is in the neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. You get up, you play basketball with your guys either across the street at the park, but when you get to go to the inside facility, you take your four or five guys that you always play with and that's your team that you walk into the gym with. And win or lose, you stay there and you stay together all day long. And that's how LeBron, that's that's the aspect of basketball. There is no business to it in the neighborhood. These are my guys. This is who I rock with. This is who I want to play with. And when you think about that, he brought that to the NBA. He has his friends and his guys that he always wanted to play with and team up with. He brought that aspect to the NBA and let NBA players know it was possible within the business structure of the NBA. And everybody followed suit. He also brought wine to the barbershop. He brought it to the barbershop, but it was one of Mari Stoudemire that taught us how to bathe in it. <laughs> I, I enjoy that. That, <laughs> that is true for that, that show. You know, like the, you know, the shop and he's there drinking wine and 
didn't have much hair, but he's getting his beard trimmed and other people getting a haircut. So he's never you know. getting a real haircut. No, I haven't he, heard the Clippers on at all. No, it's all that a, sound. It trims the beard, though. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it trims the beard, but definitely not the hair. I mean, he, he could easily just go home. I mean, and he knows he should go home. What's more easier for him to go home and just be bald or to put on the hairpiece that he gets made fun of by by um, Anthony Davis? <laughs> so, Probably going home would be easy. Yeah. Yeah, just go home. Too hot to be playing basketball with a hairpiece. That just it's funny. But you know, but ultimately when you look at look at the player and what he does off the floor, it it's something special. All right, more of your phone calls coming up. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Uh, still to come, we have a top quarterback list. Ah I love quarterback lists during a pandemic. We'll get to it right here on UTH. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. How you doing? Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Summer football coming your way at 8 o'clock on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Glad that you're in with me here on ESPN 1000. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com, TweetJHood on Instagram as well, IGJHood. Um, when you got in last night, Davis, did you watch uh, Greenleaf? You know I did. Absolutely. Oh, did? Okay. The best five minutes of Lady May. The first five minutes I've ever seen. <laughs> Astounding. Astounding acting. Just want to make sure you saw that. <laughs> Greenleaf was uh, restaurant quality. Uh, that's for sure. Good um, to see Sister Skanks back too. Ah, oh, Sister Skanks. Yes. Wow. I just wear black because my, my 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 husband's dead. Oh, uh, you're such a good man, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a. <laughs> she reaches over for the kiss and says, "No, no, 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 honey. I want to do this right this time." So he's, you know, so Reverend's doing well on that show, Greenleaf. Um, so I saw this piece from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN.com. It says, ranking the NFL's top 10 quarterbacks for 2020, who follows Patrick Mahomes? So Jeremy Fowler uh, was talking to 50 league executives, coaches, and scouts and players to help stack the top 10 players at 11 different positions. Um, so they got to the tight ends yesterday. We didn't go to that yesterday, but we here we are with the quarterbacks because we talk about quarterbacks and we always take a look at the top quarterbacks versus Trubisky, right? So Trubisky or Foles now. So Mahomes clearly is number one. His highest ranking was number one. Someone actually had him at number four as a fourth best quarterback uh, in the NFL. Uh, everything else is a grab bag, someone said. Uh, he's the face of the league. Ten years, $450 million contract extension. Uh, if you didn't hear my comments on that before, I said that you know Mahomes deserves anytime that owners want to give you you know, a whole bunch of money, you definitely take it. You don't hate on somebody because they're making money. If people believe that Patrick Mahomes or the Kansas City Chiefs believe that Mahomes uh, deserves a $450, $450 million contract extension, go for it. Go get it. He has one championship ring. There are so many good quarterbacks in the NFL right now doesn't even have a championship ring. Mahomes has one with Kansas City. So he's number one. Number two on this list is Russell Wilson at age 31. So... He his highest ranking was two, which he was here on this list. The lowest ranking he had was ninth. 
according to some executives. He, he Someone said he really never had a, a top 10 receiver. His tight ends are just okay. His line isn't great. And he just keeps going and keeps doing it every year. That's true. I like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson remains to me a top 10 quarterback, top five quarterback in the NFL. If you think he's fifth, that's fine. But he's still in that top 10. And I think Russell Wilson is special as a quarterback for this Seahawks team. I move through and I see Aaron Rodgers at number three. His lowest ranking was seventh. His highest ranking was uh, number two, but he was number three in this list. Aaron Rodgers is 36. And, and once again, we look at Aaron Rodgers knowing that if he stopped playing today, he'd be a Hall of Famer. But he has built his reputation on beating the Bears and winning in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers definitely is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has one championship. And again, to win one is great, but you would just think over the years that they would have been able to squeeze out two. I never thought that Favre and Rodgers would be so similar that both of these guys would end their career with one championship. Now, again, if you're a Packer fan, you're like, hey, wait a minute. There's still a, a chance. I, I, you know, if I have someone that is a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, I'm moving heaven and earth to try to find him quality. A quality offensive line to, to be able to hold him up, to be able to have weapons that matter on the as far as receivers, solid tight end. And, you know, you've, you've got to be able to take care of great talent. And now he is, here he is with Matt LaFleur in year two of the system. And when I saw the Packers against San Francisco twice this past season, it, it was I didn't even recognize Rodgers. I didn't recognize that offense. They weren't even in the same ballpark. So number four on this list is Deshaun Watson from Houston. His highest ranking was third. His lowest ranking was 11th. Someone said that the Buffalo playoff game, they won that game because of that guy, nobody else. They had at least uh, three free runs on him late, and he made huge plays. That is true. Um, Watson has 10 game-winning drives since 2018, the most of any NFL quarterback during that span. Deshaun Watson is the real deal, just like Mahomes is the real deal in this draft. The only problem is is that the Bears get the booby prize in this draft in Mitch Trubisky. I don't care what anyone says. You can be a Trubisky truther and a backer. You know that the Bears are way behind when you compare him to Watson and Mahomes. It's, you may think it's unfair, but this is what it, this is what it is. This Trubisky era will always be attached to Watson and Mahomes because of the draft. Let me move forward here. Number five, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, by the way, is 41. Drew Brees um, is number five on this list from the New Orleans Saints. And someone says, I think that this might be um, a year where he might retire after this year. He's got weapons around him to win another one. Another guy where he wins a championship, uh, but you're wondering, will there ever be a second one? There's always a ceiling on this, their success as well with the Saints. So Breeze is five. Lamar Jackson is six. Now, here's the question. Lamar Jackson at six with Baltimore. His lowest ranking was 12th. Someone, someone thought that he was the 12th best quarterback of the NFL. I would say he's definitely in the top 10. Uh, someone gave him his high as two, but he's six in this list. Um, one AFC exec says, I, I, I need to keep him high. The kid played his ass off last year. I hope he keeps doing it. Another executive said, um, an NFC exec says that the figure Baltimore out argument is cute until Jackson runs through your gap assignment. Multiple coaches admitted that Jackson simply made them look stupid last year. So 
the rest of this list is Tom Brady at seven, Carson Wentz at eight. Carson Wentz held up. Do you realize Carson Wentz held up pretty much a scout team offensively because of the injuries? Like Carson Wentz did a great job last year, but he's number eight on this list. It's fine. Dak Prescott of the Cowboys is nine, and Matt Stafford is ten of the Lions. Lowest ranking was fourteen. Someone had him as high as four. One executive said, "What has he really done?" He's got no one three playoff record. Other people getting votes is like you know, Matt Ryan, Roethlisberger, Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, um, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, uh, as well as Sam Darnold and, of the Jets. So let's go back to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is 23 years of age, and he had a great past season. Yeah, they fell short in the playoffs. Marcus Spears was on Get Up this morning and says that Lamar Jackson is not the sixth best quarterback, but yet he's the third best quarterback in the NFL. When you look at what he's done, I would have Lamar Jackson ahead of Aaron Rodgers if we're making a list and compiling it. You look at what Lamar Jackson did last year, and I know what everybody's going to say. Well, he can't throw and look at the playoff. Well, he actually played well. And he also ran for 1,200 yards last year, which which in my history of football has always mattered about production. And what you do to help your team win. So if we're basing this off of what I just watched, Lamar Jackson to me is behind Patrick Mahomes. He's behind Russell Wilson. And he's third. You know, you can make the argument that he's that he'd be third. But here's where I always, this is why I'll never probably, you say never say never, right? This is probably why you won't see me in first take anytime soon. Because I've never been a hot take artist. You hear me give opinions, but hot takes are just totally different. You don't hear me give you red hot sports takes. What I will tell you is I will look at a player. I will observe a player or a team and tell you my thoughts. But raging red hot sports takes and then I have to take them back after a week. No, I'm not doing that. Usually I'm just going to be pretty steady on my comments. And and I'm also steady on, on young players. If you've listened to me over the years, you don't hear me be over the top about one young player all the time. Lamar Jackson proved that he belong that he belongs in this league as a quarterback. You know, when you can do special things, when you can move around the pocket, when you can be able to utilize your arm and go down the field, it confuses people. It confuses evaluators like, wait, is this guy a wide receiver? Is he a running back? Why is he running so fast? How come he just doesn't stay stoic in the pocket and just throw down the field? Lamar proved last year he can do both. But once again, he is 23 and not 33. And so if Lamar Jackson is sixth, according to this list, in, in which Jerry Fowler talking to executives feel like Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, uh, as well as Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are better than uh, Lamar Jackson, then that's cool. That's cool. You know why it's cool? Is because Lamar Jackson has to show it again. It's one thing for me to be excited about Lamar Jackson because he proved someone wrong. I'm more in his corner for that more so than anything that the Baltimore Ravens do because remember the Sky Report. Like, Lamar Jackson's just a running back. How come he can't be more of the traditional quarterback? Well, what is that in 2020? How do you look at tra- what? What is the traditional quarterback? You're saying that even Aaron Rodgers scrambles out of the pocket. So even uh, Matt Stafford scrambles out of the pocket. 
The idea that he's got to get stay back there and take a beating is wrong. But here's what I would say. Because Lamar Jackson's 23, he's got to show it again. He left money on the table last year because as good as Baltimore was, that long winning streak in the regular season, when it was time for the postseason, he disappeared. But that's what happens in this league. Things get faster. Schemes get more difficult. And then you want your teammates to be as open as they were in the regular season. So now defensive coordinators look at Lamar Jackson, try to figure out that offense, and they did. And he lost. And and he looked so pedestrian in the playoffs. Doesn't mean that he's a bum. That means that he and the Ravens have to grow. So before I say Lamar Jackson's a top three quarterback in this league, if he's number six, he's still in the top ten. He's still in the top ten. Breeze has a championship. Uh, Watson has been able to have game-winning drives, ten game-winning drives in 2018. Aaron Rodgers has been there, done that. He's got one championship, but he continues to be in the mix in the playoffs every single year. Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, steady, a championship, but steady. And you saw what Patrick Mahomes did with Kansas City. Again, that's just one championship. And by the way, speaking of Mahomes, same boat, by the way, as Lamar Jackson in this regard. Patrick Mahomes right now is setting the world on fire. He gets a contract extension that he deserves with $450 million extension over 10 years. But he has to show it again, too. It's just not just one championship. People look at teams like Baltimore and Kansas City, and they look for the regression. You got to the playoffs one year, that means that you're going to regress and someone else will take your spot. Similar to what we saw at the Rams and the Bears, a couple of teams there that were in the playoffs, and all of a sudden you don't see them because other teams get better. There might be an injury, free agency, things don't work out. Same thing with Kansas City. This is why I won't be on First Take, Davis, is because... You're not going to see me be on a panel saying, you know, with Mahomes winning that championship, we're going to see a dynasty now with Reed and Mahomes. Well, that's not how the league works. That's not how the league works. Like, 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 like Belichick has a, a legacy. Yeah. It's because he had Tom Brady. But th- this is why I won't be on that show. Mahomes has got to be able to prove again that he can get the Kansas City Chiefs in a championship level. And so the same thing with with uh, a player again, young, plenty of time with um, Deshaun Watson at twenty four. He's got Bill O'Brien, which I think I think he's over his head as a head coach, and, and definitely someone who not only is a head coach but as a front office person. That doesn't work in the league today. You can't have two hats. You can't put a hat on a hat. You can't put a hat on a hat in the NFL. I'm the general manager and the head coach. Something gets lost in the sauce there. That doesn't work anymore. Um, but then with Lamar Jackson, who's 23, he's got room to improve. So, you know, this is why I'm always, if you notice, Davis, I'm never going to be over the top about any one player until we see consistent success with these young players. Yeah, whatever happened to the, was that the old Zenith saying? The quality goes in before the name goes on? Yeah. Like, line it up, improve your resume, and then allow other people to let you know who you are. It's as simple as that. And winning means something in all of sports. I don't care what anybody says. You can do the records. You can win awards. Winning titles mean something in sports. Yeah. What, what, you know, it's, to me, it's a staircase effect. It is getting to the playoffs. That's one step. Winning in the playoffs, next step. 
Now you got to get to the Super Bowl. That's the next step. Now win the Super Bowl. Now, after that, now can you repeat those steps? <laughs> you got to be able to do that. Like Russell Wilson, you mentioned the resume, right? Wilson has the resume. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has the resume. Yep. And these young players that are, are 25 and younger, they, you know, Drew Brees has a resume. He's 41. He probably retire after this upcoming season. Tom Brady is seventh on this list. He was low as 12, as high as number one. But Brady is the GOAT. But but even with his six championships, he has nothing else to prove because, as what you mentioned, the resume. Uh, Dak Prescott still has something to prove. Dak's, Dak should not only get paid, but it has to have more to improve because he's got weapons. He's got weapons now. You know, so it's just, you know, I'll just, and he's 26. So I'll just never be the guy that's just going to just, you know, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's the hottest thing. So pff, I don't know why he's not in the top three. I don't know. I mean, he's the third best quarterback. Well, you know what? What happens when the, the Ravens go nine and seven? What happens when the Ravens go eight and eight? Is Lamar Jackson still great or did he regress? You wait until the resume is built. Summer of football is next on UTH. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.